0: Aft alone, he sat quietly, relaxed. He wasn't bored. It was just that he had no interest. After fourteen years in the mapping command, even the strangest of the new worlds was routine to him. And what little imagination he had was beginning to center upon a small farm he'd seen on the southern plains of Vega Five. The brightness that Wisher didn't see grew with the passing moments. A pale young man named Grenville, who was Wisher's crewman, watched it for a long while, absently. When the green took on brilliance and a blue-white dazzling blaze, Grenville was startled. He stared at the screen for a long moment, then carefully checked the distance. Still a few light minutes away... The planet was already uncommonly bright. The blueness and the brightness flowed in together. It was the most beautiful thing Greenville had ever seen. SF-68. 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 SF68. The new soak and free wash powder brings you SF68. Stories which plunge vividly into other worlds, other dimensions, other times. SF-68 <laughs> Grenville's Planet. Adapted for radio and produced by Michael McCabe. Grenville's Planet. the moons came out. Sam, look, isn't it beautiful? See? Whew. Well, I'll be, it's blue. The entire world's blue. Ice caps, clouds are white. But the rest's entirely blue. It's all water. A world of water. How's that for a freakin'? Huh? One in a million, right? I bet you never saw anything like that. Hang on, I'll make a check. There's no land. A world of water. I suppose it was bound to happen sooner or later. But nobody else in mapping command. No one found a world of water. Till now. I'm circling. We're moving to the dark side of the planet in 12 seconds. Watch carefully. Bound to happen there, wasn't it? Considering Earth, which is a land area covering only one fourth, and when you consider the odds, chances are that there are quite a number of planets with scarcely any land area at all. Down? Down where? Bring No water. Nothing. Not at all. No fish. No seaweed. Eight hundred feet, that's as near as we go. Evolution's been confined underwater then. Completely underwater? Yes, there is evolution. Look! 10, 10, an island! see the second island. Radar picked it up for them. They patrolled the dark side of the planet, but finds no more islands. This planet's my assignment. They might even name it after me. There are a load of planets named after men in my command. When, When the tourists come, they'll be coming to Grenville Planet, one of the most spectacular wonders of the universe. of a great number of small, four-footed animals. But only one type was larger than the dog. And that one was slow and noisy. Both of them were standing close in by the ship. It was a rule. You never left the ship area until you were sure. The regulations said so. Have to be careful about snakes. Have the edger. And uh. Reading the meter. It's good. Okay, let's breathe this world. Good. It is good. Clear sand. Red. Red and warm. You can't call the vegetation jungle. Everything's too stiff. Unreal, sort of. Hmm. Not the other ten feet. Everything's sort of regular. Yeah, I noticed. And so they explored. Wisher sure began to feel more confident. They had their rifles. They had the ship and the alarm system. There was nothing that could harm them. The day passed. Just before twilight, two of the moons came out. Moons. What? I was just thinking... What about the moons? I wasn't thinking about them exactly. I was thinking about the tide. Four good-sized moons in conjunction could raise one heck of a tide. So? That's probably where the land went. Let the technicians worry about all that. No, it's just that these items have no right to be here at all. Four. Four moons... They could produce tides that would wash continents away. Or maybe the tides are far apart, centuries apart. Huh? Evolution. A billion years underneath the sea. With no land to take the first developing mammals. I wonder what's going on this minute underneath all that water. When they went into the ship for the night... We sure didn't need the regulations to tell him to seal the airlock and set the alarm screens. morning came. Wisher, who'd been frightened half to death, was in favor of leaving for the one remaining star they would map before returning to base. Grenville was secretly keen to return as well, but for different reasons. Grenville had decided that Grenville was now a famous man. That island, over there, that north Grenville, this one south Grenville. Don't go near the water. All right, mummy. I'll i work the edge of the vegetation. Funny, No birds. Leave the rifle, take the pistol. He Here's you. Okay. No shellfish. The beach is a bare dead plot of ground. There's danger here. I know it. But I can't explain it sea, noiseless, no tide, no waves, nothing. It's because there's nothing, just stillness everywhere, that I know there's danger. The seas of every world I've ever been to have been choked with life, from earth on out to denim. Anyway, I'll take a specimen of water. It took a lot of courage for Wisher to approach those ways. He took a quick water sample and hurried back to the ship. The water was up water, so far as his instruments could tell. There was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing much living in it either. Then Grenville came back with his specimen, say. No shellfish. Why? Well, maybe they just don't like it here. The computers finish constructing the orbits of those moons. Oh? So, the moons conjunct every 112 years. They rise a tide of 600 feet. Oh, I don't think the tide I... is at least 400 feet higher than either of the islands. Oh. where in the name of neighbor... Quinville? Where did the animals come from? They should be drowned. Right, and would be. Unless they're amphibian, they're not. Or unless a, a new batch of owls every hundred years. It doesn't make sense. The sand, it seems artificial. Why is the island here at all? And then the idea popped unbidden into his brain. And he slowly turned and looked at Grenville, who was staring moodily out to sea. That's it. That has to be the reason her island is artificially it's restored, put here by whatever whoever lives under the sea. Uh. Leave yet? We haven't any proof. Besides, there hasn't been any manifestation of danger. There's enough proof for me. It's easy to understand, isn't it? Evolution kept on going, changing, like it's done everywhere else in the universe. Only here, where the mammals began coming up onto the land, they had no room to expand. They were being washed away all the time. Every hundred years, the continents were worn down below sea level. But evolution never stopped. It continued underneath the sea. Eventually came up with an intelligent race. Heaven knows what they are or how far they've progressed. They must be pretty highly evolved. They couldn't have done something like this. There's no way of telling. The Egyptians built a pyramid. Tougher job than this. You can't tell from the islands how far advanced they... they are. Zoo? What? Zoo. things thing under the sea, perhaps? <laughs> no, if they wanted the zoo, they'd build one under the sea, surely. Where they are, where they live, not up here. They'd have their zoo out well, underneath the water, where they could travel with ease, with animals in airtight compartments or, or something. If there is anything living under the sea, Glenn, there's got to be. Otherwise, how do you explain this? The island, the other one, too. I don't know. And uh, and another thing. If there is something, why hasn't it come here? Why hasn't it come to see us? They must have noticed our ship. Hmm? They wouldn't be just like fish, would they? Uh, these things, they need hands, tentacles. Ah. Will you get the animal specimens? Uh, No, uh, just plants and a small lizard thing. Well, we'll have to get one of those things that set off the alarm last night. But to heck with the rest. We'll let HQ worry about that. I'll pack up, make ready. You go and get that thing. What? I said go and get that animal thing. Then we leave, huh? Yes. Do you think we need one of those things that set the alarm off last night? Yes. Okay. You wouldn't like to have a shot at getting one and, and let me pack up. No. Uh Okay. Okay, then. I, I think I'll just suit. have a... Hmm? Uh, I, I think I'll just smoke a cigarette before I leave. Won't have much time if I'm to get one of those things. Just, uh, five minutes, and then I'll... You? Nothing. Oh. Uh. <sighs> queer. Huh? The place. It's queer. It's the queerest world. And... I've ever been on. You know, know, usually there's all sorts of things. You know, different, of course, because every world's different, but somehow identifiable. You know, you can relate the things you find, discover, with other things, on Earth, or Denib, or Helestra, or... You know. But here... There's hardly any insects. You notice that? And all that still sea out there. <laughs> on Earth, any place on the whole planet, there'd be seabirds flying about, calling, little crabs scuttling about the sand, seaweed, everything you can think of. But here... It's like a kid's toy. A model. Grinnell, of course, was talking for the sake of talking. He didn't want to go and hunt the animal. He wasn't afraid of the animal, of course. He'd hunt a larger, more dangerous specimen to take back to earth for the scientists. I mean, intuition. Sometimes, surely, intuition's enough. If a man feels that danger, feels something somewhere not good, then it'd be stupid to wait till he gets his head knocked off to prove it. See what I mean? No. I was afraid he wouldn't. Oh. I see what you mean, of course, but what you do? A cigarette, I do mine. So at that. Okay, go get one of those things. Okay, then we'll scoot. Yes. Okay. Right. Here you And Grenville turned and struck off automatically down the beach. He never came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end of the third hour, wisher we went to the arms locker and pulled out a heavy rifle. Then he went outside the ship again and waited. If Grenville comes back before me, it'll be all right. Because the alarm's set to deactivate when it registers the sound pattern of either of our voices. If he comes back and doesn't see me, I uh, know the alarm's on. If no one comes back, the ship will blow by itself. The beach was wide and curved. Grenville's deep footprints were easy to follow. From out of nowhere, it seemed, a wind sprung up. We shall sure welcomed it like a friend. Something at last was happening on Grenville's planet. Oh, this is the end of it. When I get out of this, I'll go home. With Grenville or without okay. the... him. Turned abruptly into an alien forest. We shall walked some distance farther on to a relatively clear space. He turned, stepping carefully. He started to circle the spot where Greenville had gone in. The water around him was soggy, sterile. <laughs> The ship. The ship can take care of itself. Me? Another five minutes and then. Grenville, my lad. I'm sorry. Very sorry. He reached for his rifle and felt the metal bite into his legs anew. But the rifle was beyond him. Out of his belt, he dragged his pistol. And in a sea of pain held upright by the trap he waited, nothing came. Why? Why? This had happened to Grenville, too. Why? Why? Strangely, he was not afraid. He'd broken the regulations, and this had happened, and he'd expected it. He waited, but nothing came. Why? Why? He looked down into the hole, and he saw the hot redness of his own blood. And as he watched it bubble, he realized that he was dying. Why doesn't something come? I can at least see what they are. Shoot it. it comes to shoot it. Why doesn't something come? Why? Why? He had very really little time. He realized this, but he was hopeful. He wanted so much for something to come. He needed so much to know. Why? Why? Before something came, unfortunately, he died. The traps had been dug in the night. From out of the sea they had come to dig in the preserve. For a preserve was what the island was. was all that it could have been. And then returned to the sea to wait. The traps had been dug in the night. The ship had been seen from the very beginning and its purpose understood. The best brains of the sea had gathered and planned. The enormous, manta like people whose name was unpronounceable but whose technology was not far behind us... met in consultation and immediately understood. It was necessary to capture the ship. Therefore, the Earthmen must be separated from it. And it was for this reason that Wisher had died. But now, to the astonishment of the things, the ship was still alive. It stood silent and alone in the whiteness of the peak, ticking and sparking within itself... And near it, on the bloodied sand, were the remains of the one who had come too close. The things waited exultant. The conquest of space was in their hands. The day grew late and became afternoon. Within the ship, of course, there was ticking and a small red hand moved towards zero. In a little while, the ship would blow and with it would go the island and the great chunk of the sea. The beings could not know. Second by second, with the utter mechanical loyalty of the machine, the small red hand crept forward. The sea near the beach was frothy and white. The crowd was falling. series was adapted for broadcasting and produced by Michael McCabe. Next Friday evening at half past nine, we shall be presenting the first programme in Beyond Midnight. Most people enjoy being frightened, don't they? Beyond Midnight deals with the unknown, with the ghostly, and the first programme is on the air at nine thirty next Friday night, the twenty fifth of October.